Thursday, November 9th, 2023, Season 2, Episode 44. This is What's Eating Kale, and I am Kale. Lots coming up today. Pretty exciting. It's not that exciting. <laughs> I don't know how exciting any of this could possibly be. Really, in the whole scheme of you know sleeping versus you know complete excitement while you're conscious, uh, this definitely falls somewhere between there. But I would suspect a little bit toward the sleeping <laughs> end of that scale. Uh, I feel good today. I, I mentioned uh, I, I had a series of stuff going on, and I tweaked my back yesterday and all the way down my leg, a sciatica thing. I have to say, I, I pounded the uh, Advil yesterday and felt, you know, at least while I was sitting around, I felt fine. Uh, There's definitely some moves I was making that I was like, eesh. Um, but I feel probably 70% better today. Um, no aches, no pains. I feel, I mean, honestly, I, all in all, I feel pretty good. Uh, perhaps it's because I showered. <laughs> I say that funny to be funny, but yet uh, whenever I'm sick or kind of in a, I don't know, in a funk, um, especially when I'm sick, like you know, you you just don't feel like it, but you when you shower, you just feel better when you're done. A lot of times, if you have a cold or something like that, it kind of loosens everything up and you feel better. And just after just kind of being lethargic and laying around when you're not feeling good, it just kind of feels good to I don't know, wash this thing off, yeah. Um, so that's an update on that. I, I do feel good uh, today, so I'm pretty excited about that. Looking forward to a, a, a rousing weekend of uh, physical activity and fun. I have no idea what that means, but I, I, it should, I, I should be able to do it, <laughs> whatever, whatever might come up. Um, all right, so I have kind of a lot to get to, um, and I... I there's I, I realize right now that my notes aren't really quite complete, so this this might be a little bit of a disaster, but hopefully I'll remember to do everything I need uh, to do. So let's get going. One of the biggest highlights of my morning here is not even listed in my notes. That's <laughs> kind of a problem. Uh, in entertainment news, Luke Combs' Fast Car wins Song of the Year award for Tracy Chapman. She's the first black songwriter to win the Song of the Year award uh, for the CMAs in their 56-year history. Uh, not super surprising that that's, that's the case, um, but kudos to them. I want to talk about this a little bit more later on, but I, th- I was pleasantly surprised to see that this morning. And uh, I, I love the tune. Uh, we'll talk about this more a little bit later on, but uh, good for, for her and Luke Combs. From the rumor mill, newly divorced uh, Kevin Costner might have a new love interest. Uh-huh. I can't do that. Uh, especially because you, I know who the love interest is. And her name is Reese Witherspoon. And I know that seems a bit of an odd pairing. But apparently they've been trying to work together for a while. And now they've been kind of secret rendezvousing. And um, just it seems like it might be going somewhere. And when you think about it, it's like, eh. Maybe I could see that she's got, I, I don't know what the age difference is there, but uh, I'm guessing it's pretty big. Um, not that that matters. 
<clears throat> I keep forgetting to tell you that uh, you got to seek out this show. It, it so Lisa watches um, Two and a Half Men uh, when she goes to sleep at night, and when it's done playing, actually, I apologize. It's not Two and a Half Men. It's when she watches Jimmy Fallon. So we're always a day behind with Jimmy Fallon, so we don't have to watch commercials. So we're watching last night's Jimmy Fallon tonight and whatever. And uh, after that, then it just like. And the Peacock will just then play like whatever comes up next. Oftentimes, it's one of my favorites, Password. And I really like Password. I really, really like it. I like the uh, I like the original one. And I like the one with uh, Jimmy Fallon. And, oh, I forget her name. Why do I forget her name right now? Oh, she's a great host. Uh, but I, I, really, I really enjoy it. And uh, when that is done, they it just goes on to something else. You know? <laughs> Most of these streaming things are like, after an hour or two, they're like, are you still watching? Peacock is like, oh, just keep watching. We're just going to keep playing something until somebody actually does something. And so a couple of times I've woken up in the middle of the night. Woken up sometimes, yeah, I think woken up is right. It doesn't sound right in my head right now. But uh, a couple of times I've, got, I've, 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 I've awakened uh, to a program that's on called Barmageddon. Bar is in Tavern. Barmageddon, and it is hosted and produced by Blake Shelton and Carson Daly. <laughs> it's kind of funny, and it's kind of fun to watch. Um, so it's like all of the bar things that one would do, Pong, uh, drinking games, it's all these things done on a really big scale. And it seems that the format is usually two like normal people and then they're paired up typically with two celebrities. Now these celebrities aren't huge celebrities, uh, but they're you know celebrities nonetheless. A couple of NASCAR guys went up against each other with a couple of regular Joes. Uh, usually the regular Joes have some sort of like social following or something. And then um, I also saw uh, the guy from uh, Cobra Kai and Karate Kid, the bad guy, the. Martin something or another. I can't remember what his last name is. Uh, He was on it with a a guy from Saturday Night Live. Uh, At any rate, it's kind of fun to watch. They, they, you're on, there's all kinds of things like this giant beer pong where you're up on a balcony and you're dropping these giant balls down in these giant cups. Um, There's cornhole done with like a, a t-shirt launching gun. Uh, It's, it's pretty fun. I have to say, it's it's pretty neat to watch. So anyway, if you ever have a chance, if you have Peacock, uh, go ahead and uh, take a look around for Barmageddon and watch a couple episodes. It's not something you're going to like seek out to, like, oh, I got to watch the next episode. But if it's on, you're going <laughs> to you're gonna get sucked in, I promise. Uh, I talked with Ben about the, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, I want to know what his thoughts are. He's a musician. He's uh, definitely got some strong opinions on music. And I like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I understand it's not for everybody. I understand why it's not for everybody, but I kind of wanted his thoughts on it. And I just, I wanted to know your take. What do you think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Something you want to do someday? Have you been? Um, and uh, if uh, and I'm going to go over real quick uh, with you the nominees for the, the, inductor, the inductees this year. But what do you think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is it something you've done or want to do? The only thing I would like about it is like some cool gear and seeing like some old used guitar that was from something famous or used somewhere. 
the rest of it, I could really give a shit about um, personally and like watching the award show and like rooting for some band to get in over some other band. It, it feels like it's not even, I don't know, acknowledging a lot of what all rock is too. And uh, it just feels very, I don't know. Well, when you say that, when you say that, what do you mean by that? Because I, I think that that's, there's a lot of that that goes on where people are like, well, it's not really the rock and roll fame. It's, you know, is it that it's too loose, too tight? What, what is your thought on why you say that it's not really kind of aligned with what the reality of rock and roll is? Because I feel like rock and roll is a little bit more renegade and so many of those bands seem kind of soft and a little <laughs> conservative and corporate always. It's always, I guess it's based off of, you know, your record sales and things like that. So it's always going to kind of trend in that direction. Um and it just always just felt like, I don't know, they should let fans vote rather than having some board of stuck-up people that get to decide. But isn't that what they do with everything? I mean, isn't that the Football Hall of Fame? I mean, I know we get some votes uh, with baseball. Um, but isn't yeah, that and I don't, I don't like the football one either in the way that that's handled where there's these set list of journalists or something that get to yeah. have a vote. Like, why? So but, there's part of that that I agree with you on in the sense that like to me, it should almost just be relabeled the music hall of fame or something of that nature where it's not, when you say rock and roll, then, you know, then people are like, well, why is it got a bunch of rap in it? And why is it? And it's like, you know, honestly, I, I don't have a problem with any of that. It's the rebellious nation. You know, like a lot of people were saying that last night, rock and roll is about, you know, kind of this rebellious nature. It doesn't matter like the uh, genre. It matters more that you were, you know, kind of of that ilk that stood up against, you know, kind of the corporate machine and what have you. Mm-hmm. So, but you could argue that some of the people that are in there were 100% on the corporate machine. A lot of, a lot of dead people got inducted? Uh, no, uh, everybody was alive, I believe. The only, uh, yeah, uh, George Michael was inducted and um, he's, I think he was the only one that wasn't alive. Link Gray is dead. Oh, did he die? Okay, yeah. oh, there you go. Uh, listen to the song. You'll instantly recognize it. Jimmy Page inducted him. It's Don interesting. Cornelius is dead too, by the way. Shut up. I thought they showed them in the audience. Huh. Interesting. Well, there I look like an idiot, but, but either way, I mean, they're all alive. I, I didn't think they were all alive, which I thought was pretty interesting. You know, a lot of the spinners guys were dead, but there was, there was a couple of guys there. Probably probably making up for some of these people that should have been inducted yes. a long time ago. hundred percent. That's one of my thinking. That's one of my thoughts is there's a whole school of people. You don't have to induct one or two of them a year. There's just a whole school of bands that should just get in now. Yeah. You know, and then you bring in, you know, other acts that are like, and celebrate the them at the award show or whatever when yeah. you can, or but, even do you know. one, one like off season induction where you're like, we're making this right. Well, and it's fine then if you want to just have the most, you know, best-selling mainstream corporate ones that ever made it up on the stage for the award show. But yeah, you're right. Get the other bands at least in there and in the hall, have their little thing, their little locker where they have some memorabilia and stuff so that people can know about them when they go visit. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. By the way, uh, Andrew Ridgely uh, inducted George Michael and, and I know you know who Andrew Ridgely is, but if, if somebody listening doesn't, it he was the other. Oh, part George of Michael Wham- got put in too. 
Yeah, George Michael was inducted, yeah. And that was one of my favorite moments of the whole thing. Um, they had like five artists do five songs um, of George Michael's and the, the movie. So they play a, a film reel of each artist and kind of their history and all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> when you think of Andrew Ridgely, I think we all feel like, you know, George Michael just left him in the dust at some point in time. They remain best friends through their entire life. And <clears throat> Andrew Ridgely gave probably the best induction speech I've ever heard. Hmm. It, dude, he spoke so eloquently and it was written so well. Um, it was just, it was amazing. And you, I, I was, I saw Jimmy Fallon comment on it the other day because this, this, they actually went in last Thursday or Friday. And uh, Jimmy Fallon goes, my God, did Andy, Andrew Ridgely do a great induction speech? Hmm. And I, of course, you don't, you know, as you haven't seen it, you don't know what he's talking about and what does that even mean, right? Sure. I, the guy just, it was like he was reading an audio, like the greatest audio book in the history of great audio books. And it's just so well-spoken and so well-written. And you're like, oh my God. And, yet, oh. and here you think, poor Andrew Ridgely got <laughs> left on the dust. And he's just this awesome guy. You know, just like just so smart. Well, and in some respects, I mean, that can be the better situation than having like the full blown pop star, like having like no privacy, no life. Like he can probably, you know, go to the grocery store and not have yeah. people mob him. And he's probably got an amazing net worth still being in Wham and having those hits that he was still a part of. So. Yeah. All in all, it was great. Uh, love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm, I want to go one of these days. Haven't been, uh, but definitely need to go. In sports news, Giannis Antetokounmpo was ejected from the game last night. Uh, it, he was ejected in the third quarter for two unsportsmanlike conduct calls. One call was with four minutes left to go in the first half, and he was fouled and didn't get the call, and he used some profanity to uh, express his feelings uh, to the official, which is going to get you uh, unsportsmanlike call every time uh the second foul was taunting a defender he slammed one home uh to make the score 73 to 60 and uh and then taunted the defender and that got him kicked out uh ben and i had a funny quick conversation on how wrong i am about things uh let me just play a little clip about um last week's seahawks ravens game the seahawks lost to the ravens theory okay I got to tell you something about the Ravens real quick. Um, so I heard these words uttered out of us. Keep in mind my, I've given up on, on, uh, uh, which Lamar, like, remember Lamar I, Jackson, right? I gave up on Lamar Jackson, uh, like three weeks in. It's like, you turned your back on him. I did. I did. And he must've heard me because I heard these words <laughs> come out of an announcer's mouth. I think a front runner for MVP this year. <laughs> so I touch yeah well i think it's a little bit just more my karma all by itself not that he heard any word that i said but <laughs> it's just because i turned my back on him that god's like oh really let me oh, show yeah? you uh so no. yeah that that's funny but yeah they crushed the seahawks and the seahawks aren't really anything to joke around about and then there is uh, our picks for this week. Uh, these are the three games that uh, we differ on. Panthers, Bears, I've got the Panthers. Bengals, Texans, I've got the Bengals. And Jets, Raiders, I've got the Jets. 
And that's how that goes. I'm going to be wrong about all that too. Let's stay on the topic of how wrong I am about things. Uh, This is a real quick topic. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I definitely want to talk about it because I think it's important. Um, I I want to go back to the Fast Car uh, by Tracy Chapman being uh, awarded Song of the Year by the CMAs last night. Um, Life is supposed to work out in a way, in my opinion, that that's fair. Now, I'm not saying right away, and I'm not saying life is always fair. I'm just saying that eventually, maybe not on the first try, but eventually things should work out. Um, I believe that. I believe that's true in my life. I believe... Uh, I don't know anything that hasn't kind of either come around or even if I didn't like it, it was the way it was supposed to be. So I've been in corporate environments a lot in my life. I've seen where the equal opportunity, uh, equal employment opportunity uh, rule or law uh, uh, can certainly uh, cause some problems where you're not hiring necessarily the right person for the job, the exact right person for the job, but there's pressure on you to hire somebody of a certain race or color. And sometimes it goes the other way. Uh, where I have actually been in situations where I didn't get hired because uh, I wasn't a woman in, in at least two occasions during my career. And I don't really, I, the, the situation was that they, they probably needed a woman and my awesomeness wasn't probably enough to overcome the fact that I wasn't a woman, and I understand that. I don't. I don't really even have a problem with that. But it happens, and I have watched people go through some pretty traumatic times because they had to hire somebody, or they felt like hiring somebody, or they were just trying to protect their usual way of doing business, which may not have been good either. So uh, I just think that last night's award was surprising to me. Um, when he released Fast Car, Luke Combs, uh, and it became a big hit, um, I, I, I went on a rant. I have a whole podcast, one of the most popular ones, by the way, where I go on a rant about Luke Combs and how he didn't do anything with the song. Didn't really even contrify it because it was already a folk song. And I'm like, well, if you're going to redo someone's song, don't just re-record it. Otherwise, just re-release the original for the love of God. Yeah, you're a dude doing it, but you don't even, I mean, come on, do something with it, right? So I, I went on a rant about like, don't cover people's songs just and just sound just like them. I don't, eh. um, I was excited. I said in that episode that, you know, there's going to be some resurgence for the song and Tracy Chapman. I, in my opinion, it's a great song. It's, I mean, if you listen to the lyrics and the, the way the song moves melodically, it's, it's excellent. It really, really is. But the cynic in me assumed that there wouldn't be that big of an award or there would be even any award where a black woman was recognized in some country music circles. And once again, I was wrong. I mean, they gave that song and 100% spotlighted her as the songwriter. Uh, they gave her the top award for a song. So I'm super impressed and super glad that that went that way and that it was recognized that way. Um, you know, I just, I, I, maybe it's wrong of me, but I, I was surprised by that. 
um, I'm, I'm super impressed and uh, super glad that it, that it went down that way. And congratulations to Luke Holmes and Tracy Chapman. Uh, excellent. Uh, Luke Holmes for, I'm not going to give you mad props for your amazing creativity, <laughs> uh, but for recognizing a great song and wanting to record it. And now it's out there for everybody, kind of in its original format, and that it brought you know some light to a great song from a long time ago. And uh, it's all good today. That's all I have to say. That's what's eating kale today. And uh, tomorrow, some surprises, maybe even for me. Until then, listen to this and make it a good one.